Welcome to another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. So before we jump into the episode, I want to just take a moment and say thank you for joining me again and listening. And if you are not subscribed or following the podcast on your favorite podcast player, please do so. It helps us out a lot if you would like us if you're listening on Podbean or subscribe, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us a like, a thumbs up, a rating, something it greatly helps out the podcast. And I would greatly appreciate that. So for today's episode, we are going to be looking at what is your Christian growth plan? Now, making a Christian growth plan is something I'm not sure I have ever heard before in any kind of sermon or anything like that. But the idea for this came to me while I was reading a personal development book by John Maxwell. And if you've listened to my other episodes, you've probably heard me reference John Maxwell before. I am a student of John Maxwell, but it was the idea of making a personal growth plan. But I started to realize that a few of the concepts that he was sharing made sense from a Christian perspective if we just tweaked them slightly. So I wanted to share a few of them with you here for this podcast episode. That way maybe you'll join me in making a Christian growth plan. So is a growth plan or a Christian growth plan, is it different for different purposes? Yes, absolutely. In general, there are four elements that I'm going to simplify down to a growth plan for us as a Christian. They are different than the personal development side, so you can kind of tweak these slightly to what you are wanting to accomplish or how you are wanting to grow. And I'll try to give you some examples of mine as we go through, just that way I'm showing you I'm being transparent and I am right here with you. None of us are any better than the next person and we all have ways that we need to grow. So the four things in a growth plan that was outlined, and I want to bring those into a Christian worldview, is your environment, your goals, your response to external factors, and then lastly, your consistency and application of your growth. So let's go ahead and we'll just start off with environment. So you cannot grow as a Christian if you do not put yourself in Christian environments that will foster that growth. You cannot put a fish into a forest and expect it to survive. You cannot drop a tree into the ocean and expect it to take roots and grow. Another example is flowers. You cannot take a flower, place it in a dark room with no sunlight, and expect it to grow and thrive. Most of the time, plants are going to require a certain amount of sun and water. While it may not be consistent, it's not 90% of the time or 100% of the time, but they're going to need a little bit of sun and water to grow. They need that correct environment. Now, Christians, if they do not attend church, they spend little to no time with God in prayer, reading their Bible, they don't have any Christian friends, they are the equivalent of a withering plant that isn't getting the nutrients they deserve. That time you spend at church in a small group with Christian friends, listening to Christian speakers, podcasts, preachers, they all play a role into having that correct environment that grows. It's not that you are trying to spend seven days a week in church for hours a day 
And it isn't that you work for a Christian company, have Christian friends, listen to only Christian things all of the time. You would essentially live in a bubble and you would never be able to witness anyone because you were essentially just in an echo chamber of Christian thought only at that point. We are to reach the lost and we can't really lock ourselves away in our nice little Christian bubble. We have to be mindful of the people we are around and the places we grow so that we can grow and impact others around us. We know that scripture says where two or three are gathered together, there am I in the midst, meaning God, his spirit is there with them when just a few are gathered together. We know that Proverbs says, whatsoever a man thinketh in his heart, he will be, or yet will he be. I believe I may be quoting that slightly off, but that's the, the context or the, the premise of the verse, is we have to get our hearts, our minds, our environment, people around us that are focused in on the same things, and it helps us grow and become stronger in what we want to be and what we want to do. Now, again, I'm going to try to give you some examples, and I'm not above this, and I'm not any better than the next person at these types of things. These are experiences and things that I've had to learn from and go through. For me, this element of this growth was actually seeking out Christian friends, small groups, and places to stay connected throughout the week rather than just my regular church attendance. But also to set aside some time for reading, study, and prayer at home and to create a more Christian environment at home. For a long time, I was the type that I didn't want to be in a small group. I didn't want to be around Christian people. And in a lot of ways, Christian people annoyed me. I was a Christian. I was saved. I believed in Jesus, loved all of the Christian things. But there were a lot of Christian people that just annoyed me. And I would try to stay away from them to a large extent. And what happened is I was killing the environment, even though we maybe didn't see eye to eye or have all of the same interests or likes or viewpoints, I was completely cutting them off, which was an extreme and was wrong. And I had to accept, okay, I have to branch out of my comfort zone. I have to be around some Christian people, make some Christian friends because they're going to help me grow and I can help them grow because there's also the Bible verse, iron sharpens iron. We can help encourage one another and help each other grow. But also for a long time for me, I took very lightly reading and study and prayer time at home. It was if it was convenient or I had spare time, great, I would do it. But I was not intentional about setting out to set specific times or specific plans or specific devotions to read and to go through that I would grow in myself on my own. But I had to make that effort. I had to make that decision and create that environment. So the second thing is goals. Now, I have already done an entire episode on Christians setting faith goals. So I encourage you, if you want to go back, listen to that and get this more in detail, by all means, go back there, listen to that episode, and it will cover it in more detail. For goals, goals really determine your direction and where you're heading. For some practical examples, they may be to read your Bible a certain amount and then grow that over time. Maybe it's read a few verses or a chapter and then grow it to a couple chapters a day or something. There's some goal that you're wanting to kind of build up to. Maybe it's for you to find and participate in a small group. Maybe it's to teach lessons or Sunday school lessons or teach a small group at your church. It could be a lot of things 
but you need to do it for the right reason in the right way. Goals are not meant for personal gain or personal um, personal benefit in some way. Like you're not going out and saying, I want to teach a small group so I become famous and then I can write a best-selling novel and become rich. That's doing things for the wrong reason. But if you set out and say that I want to grow in my Christian walk and I know I need to spend more time in my Bible, so I'm going to create a goal around a Bible reading and study plan, that's a good goal to have. If it's something you realize and recognize your prayer life is lacking, you may set out a goal and a plan so that you can try to grow your prayer life. There could be a number of different options that you have out there, but the goals can help you set another direction or a certain direction for you to go and to help keep your life going the direction you want to head. For me, my goals are kind of broad and and a little more out there. So my goals, I want to continue to write some posts for anotherwell.org. I want to try to hopefully get a couple of those out there a week. I want to continue to create this podcast for my listeners. I want to create faith-based faith-based content in addition to this podcast on different social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube in the near future. I also have goals about hopefully writing books and devotionals. I have so many big ideas and big goals, small goals, short-term and long-term goals that I want to achieve, but they all start small. So for me, I can't accomplish any of those big goals unless I start to focus on the smaller goals. I don't want to sit down and try to create some Christian book if I'm not a writer in some way. And what I mean by that is, writing different articles for another well or writing outlines or scripts for YouTube videos or podcasts or things that I then am learning and growing in that skill set. That way I can apply the things that are in my heart and what I want to and believe that God wants me to publish and get out there in front of people. None of these goals are striving in themselves Because I realized that to get content out there for podcasts, for YouTube, for TikTok, for uh, articles for another well, or to write a devotional or a book or anything like that, it has to come from my heart first. And if the scripture, if the knowledge, and if the things that God is showing to me are not applied and real to my life and in my heart, then anything I write or put out there is hypocritical. So I have to be sure my heart is in the right place. I have to let it work on me, grow on me. I have to learn and I have to study and I have to be intentional in my prayer life, in my reading, in my study, and all of those things first. Then I can work on the other goals of writing articles or doing podcasts or social media content and let that build and help me grow and learn how God wants me to then make the big goals and to go for the more broad things. I want to grow in my podcasting ability. I want to grow my social media presence. I want to grow as a writer, a speaker, a teacher, and so on. Those are all goals, but they all have a backing, and I have to learn and study and grow myself and my personal faith first before I can teach them to anybody else. So goals are important to stretch you, to push you, but they also are there to help keep you consistent like me. 
I struggle with consistency. I struggle with structure if it's not clearly outlined. And so setting these goals for me helped me to create a structure for learning and study and praying and applying things to my own life well before I go out and share them to anybody else. But I challenge you to also, and this is in my other podcast on goals, write down your goals, tell them to somebody to help you be accountable and just start working towards them. Goals are no good to any of us unless we actually start them and put effort behind them. So the next one, the third factor here, or the third element of a personal growth plan or a Christian growth plan is your response to outside factors. And I'm going to go ahead and address mine up front. And I know my wife listens to my podcast and she is probably going to make me fully aware of this if I don't say it. I am terrible at my response to outside factors. I just have to admit it. I'm trying to get better and I am getting better, but this is a challenge for me and this is an area of growth that I have to take on. So to give you an idea of what I'm meaning by this, think about Job, for instance. He was getting bad news, getting worse news. He had lost everything that he had. All of it was gone, all livestock, possessions, his kids, his home, his possessions, his money, all of it's gone. And his wife tells him to curse God and die. His friends come along and tell him that he just needs to confess whatever sin he has committed or, and, and that type of thing to Job. And in a sense, to kind of paraphrase and, and the way I look at it, his friends were coming up, looking at him and saying, yep, you've lost all your head or all you've had. So what, it's your fault. What have you done, Job? You've, you've done something wrong. You know, what's wrong with you, Job? And that kind of attitude and that external factor towards Job is what that is meaning. Our response to the critics, to those that'll put you down, to those that'll be negative, to those who won't be your supporters. Our response to that is going to drive a lot of our Christian growth and personal growth. People around you will be the hardest on you at whatever you're trying to do. They will tell you you're just being a Jesus freak, you're being too strict, that your goals are stupid and nobody cares, the book you want to write, nobody's going to read it, the podcast nobody will listen to, that post online, it's just going to anger or upset somebody, that group you want to attend is just full of weird people or they're just going to reject you or your church is weird and they're not going to accept you, they're not going to take you because of the baggage you've got. The list goes on and on and on. I've heard some of those myself. You've probably heard some of those from other people. Those are the outside factors. So how are you responding to them? If you just think about it, people around us will drag us down far more often than they build us up. I'm afraid that's just the way it is. But our response to those things that are outside of ourselves and outside of our control is important as to how far we will go in our faith and our walk with Jesus. When you have little support, but you know you want to do something and you know it's the right thing to do and you know God is inspiring you and wanting you to do it, will you stay consistent and do it? If your job, your friends, your family, or some other external factor looks at you strange and thinks you're weird when you start serving Jesus, will you quit? Your response to those external factors play a huge role in your growth. Go ahead and determine now, and this is what I'm trying to do myself, determine now in your heart and your mind 
to not let these things and these external factors drag you down or cause you to quit because I'm right there with you. I get told negative things regularly about my dreams, my passions, my goals, things that I want to achieve or want to do, but I am determined to keep going because I know it is the right thing to do and I know it is part of my calling of why God has put me here on earth and I know I'm supposed to be doing it and that's the way you should be looking at it. If you know it is what God wants you to do, go ahead and determine in your heart and mind now that you just need to keep pressing on regardless of what anybody else says. You're doing what God wants you to do. So the last thing it kind of is the culmination of all of these other elements here. It is consistency and application. So the psalmist said, evening, morning, and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud. Jesus in the modern or the model prayer said, give us this day our daily bread. If you notice, there's a a commonality between those two. Evening, morning, and at noon is three times a day, a day. And then Jesus says, give us our daily bread, daily It's not something that's a once and done or once a week or once when you feel like it. It's a daily thing. Romans 12 and 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Renewing your mind is not a one-time action. That word in in the Greek and, and how it's translated over, it is something that is a continuous action. It is regular and repeating and should be done on a consistent basis. It takes us being consistent to grow. If we stop what we're doing for God, we will become more stagnant as Christians. We just have to be persistent to learn, to grow, to study, to pray, and renew our minds on the things of God daily. If we do that, we have that consistency. Don't get me wrong. It's hard. It's not easy. But we have to make an effort and truly try to learn and to grow and do the things that we know God wants us to do and daily live for Christ. But it's not only what we do every day and consistently, but we also need to have the application of what we do. If you are reading, learning, growing, it should show in how we live. If you live exactly the same, nothing is changing You're gaining all of this knowledge consistently, but you're not applying it to your life because nothing is changing. Growth does not happen automatically. It takes us being intentional, seeking out ways to grow and and elements to grow, accepting that we need to grow and doing things to help us grow, but then applying what we learn to actually see that growth take shape and apply in our life. Because if you read and you feel convicted and you know God wants you to change something in your life, but then you don't do it, you're not applying it. It's just sitting out there. It's just some knowledge that you've gained and you've not let it make a change in your heart and in your life. So I'll ask you, what is your plan? Are you seeking out growth? Are you seeking out to grow in some way, setting goals and trying to be consistent and letting it change you and applying that to your life? Or are you just content with where you are? You have no desire to grow. You're just happy where you're at. I will tell you, growth is not automatic. 
you have to make some effort to grow. It's not just going to happen to you as, as you sit in church Sunday after Sunday. You have to actually apply and take things to heart and let them work on you and grow you. In truth, I've only started recently working on a Christian growth plan for myself. I have some short-term goals, some long-term goals, but they're goals nonetheless. In my past, I've struggled with the consistency and application. I've struggled with the environment. I've studied or struggled to follow through in studying and prayer and truly struggled in trying to keep my goals. But I'm making an effort to actually do those things because I've struggled with them in the past and I've never surrounded myself in a Christian environment and in a way that I would be pushed to grow and to learn, but I'm doing that now. I'm making that effort now more than ever in my life. And I think the earlier that we can get started in life and doing those things and trying to grow and trying to learn and applying those things to our lives, the greater it will be for us in the long run. Because we'll, we'll be doing things earlier than if we just sit around and wait another five, ten years, even if we sit around and wait another month or week. The earlier you can get started on a Christian growth plan and be intentional to grow, the better and more impactful it will be on your life, your family, your friends, your coworkers, your church, your community, your country. It will impact everything if you start and be consistent and make an effort to grow as a Christian and grow closer to Christ in your daily walk. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. I really enjoy talking about personal development and especially when it ties into kind of Christian growth and Christian development. That is definitely something I, I enjoy teaching on or talking about and thinking about. So I hope you join me in making a Christian growth plan. It's very odd concept. It's something that you don't really hear preached as a sermon or taught or anything like that, but I hope you will take this to heart and consider how you can grow and what you can do to become closer to Christ. I hope you join me next week on another episode of the Modern Age Christian Podcast. We post a new podcast every Monday, uh, roughly around noon or a little before noon. The post will go up on anotherwell.org and all of your favorite podcast players, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and the list goes on. So be sure to find us on your favorite podcast player. Give us a like, a follow, subscribe, any of those things. Be sure also to look for me on any social media accounts if you would like to follow along for other content. And I hope you join me again next week for the Modern Age Christian Podcast. This is your host, Nick Dyson, and I will see you again or talk to you again on the next podcast. 